This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Every day, many of our nation's most vulnerable workers put on their armor to go to work. These essential workers are keeping our lights on, restocking our shelves with food, and battling COVID-19 on the front lines. Now more than ever, they deserve our protection and thanks. That's why during the pandemic, Pond Lee Hockey is working around the clock to help protect these workers and fight for their rights. Call Pond Lee Hockey's COVID-19 hotline to help you and your loved ones with your legal needs during the pandemic at 267-606-4343. Now on Talk Radio We don't move in our own direction. We're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. And we say hello on a Saturday night. It is live with the Labor Show along with Jay Doc and Krause as we come to you on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Tonight on the Labor Show, we settle the score. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm all nervous We about define this. the answer. <laughs> Who is the number one local as a member of the Philadelphia Building Trades. And on the broadcast table, <laughs> J-Doc, is the trophy yeah. that clearly answers that question. A good Saturday to you, sir. I couldn't resist. Welcome in. We've got a great show. Uh, we do have a great show. But answer I, the question for me. I, I will. So Joe Krause is talking about the Building Trades um, Softball League, and um, it's a lot of tradition in it. I used to coach the Ironworkers for five years. I'm not sure if we've won one. And it's the, the league's 50 years old. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm being graced by the um, Steamfitters Championship Trophy from I don't know what year. 2019. But, but, boy, is it painful. But I did get a chance to, ha- to hold it and get a picture. So I congratulate you, and we're going to be doing some recruiting I'm going to talk to Kevin Boyle about that, but is that what it looks like? I've never been this that close to the trophy, so and you, and, thank you. And, and J-Doc, you may never – But I do appreciate it. He may never get that close again. Yeah. As he, I'm going to say – I'm going to guess he's not. Yeah. Well, all right. This, that's, that's, it's war now. I hope Kevin Boyle's listening. Um, no, no, man. It's awesome. And it's so funny. I've always tell that story. But, no, we got a great, great show tonight. It's a spotlight show on Local 420. Steamfitters Local 420, one of our premier locals uh, in the Philadelphia building trades. Um, I couldn't be happier to have our guests, uh, Jim Snell, who's the business manager of Local 420, Jim Gallagher, assistant business manager of Local 420, and then Pete Klein, the director of training of the Local 420 apprentice program. I, I said this when I met Anthony Gallagher uh, about 15 years ago, when, when, when Anthony became the business manager, it was like the Bruce Springsteen quote. And I meant it then, I mean it today. When I met Anthony and we sat down and we did a, an article for our Philly Labor um, newsletter, I said, labor's in good shape with labor leaders like uh, Anthony Gallagher coming up the ranks. And I feel the same exact way with, you, with, with, with business managers like Jim Snell coming up through our, 
our, our, uh, our building trades, the future of labor in the city of Philadelphia is in good hands, and that makes me feel fantastic. So we're going to have a great show. Uh, good stuff. Well done, J-Doc. Nice, good introduction to uh, the show. We're coming to you live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, hour one of the two-hour show. Coming up in hour number two, uh, Wendell Young will join us, and we'll also talk about the get-out-to-vote, J-Doc. So we'll deal with that in hour number two. Let's talk about hour number one. Uh, we're live. We're local. We're at Steamfitters Local Union 420. Uh, we're social distanced uh, around a big conference table, but great to be here, Jimmy Lim- me uh, bring you into the conversation before J Doc jumps in and at least uh, welcome you and thank you very much for hosting today. Well, listen, it's great to see you again, Joe and uh, Joe Doc and Joe Kraus. Uh, we we really are appreciative that you give us the opportunity that you give us the platform to to explain everybody just what it is that we do. You know? Yeah, and and that's really what the what the whole thing's about. It's about spotlighting our unions. And giving our, our the listeners the opportunity to meet the people, to meet the leaders, but also to learn about the about the trades and, and about who we are. And, and and Jimmy Snell, let me ask you, who are your members, man? Tell our listeners um, who the members of Local 420 are. Members of Local 420 are uh, we're about 4,800 strong, 4,700 strong, about 3,000 active members. Okay, um, you're gonna we're, we're the most highly skilled in our opinion, most sure. highly skilled trade, you know, throughout the Philadelphia building trades and, and throughout the country, okay? Um, we install piping systems, all right? We're the, we're the group that keeps you cool in the summer, keeps you warm in the winter, all right? Uh, we install piping systems down petrochemical facilities, uh, in, in hospitals, you know, the med gas systems that you don't see, you know, they're behind the wall, right? Sure. You know, we're installing them. Uh, you need special certifications for that. Uh, we're, we're welding in uh, nuclear power plants, uh, 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 Samuel Adams Brewery up in the Lehigh Valley. I mean, it's very diverse. We're, we're lucky to be able to, to work in so many different arenas, to be quite honest. And one of the things, um, and we're going to get a chance to, uh, to, to talk to Pete Klein, who, who you know, is the director of your apprentice program, but um, I can't wait to talk about, uh, you, you know, it's an accredited program. You literally have a degree a college degree when you graduate the apprentice program um and you know it's such a diverse program i want to uh introduce uh, jim gallagher uh, into the program how are you sir good joe thank you for having me it's it's great to have you and jim uh, if i'm correct didn't you teach anthony everything <laughs> everything he right i, I told him get, everything he knows you're yeah. darn right just want to get that clear i know he's listening um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so so as an assistant business manager, um, you know you're dealing with you know the the, the members and the, and, the, and the jobs and the jurisdiction. Tell us a little bit, um, delve a little bit further into the members. You know these these are our our uh, our, our coaches and our you know the, you know these are people who who make a difference in the community as well as on the job. Right. Uh, so what I do, Joe, uh, the business manager uh, has all the business agents. I'm still a business agent. I have a territory that I still handle which happens to be a lot of the industrial world uh, from uh, the state of Delaware, uh, uh, as soon as we hit Pennsylvania, right up the river, everything along the river, that would be my territory uh, besides being an assistant business manager, Jim. And Jim assigns our other business managers different territories. We have nine counties. So uh, each each uh, business agent will be have a separate county in uh, different uh, jurisdictions. Majority of my jurisdiction happens to be in the industrial world, which is the petrochemical, the powerhouses, um, Kimberly Clark uh, with the old Scott paper, sure, uh, Boeing, uh, uh, 
uh, fewer to powerhouses. So that's a lot of industrial work, which is a hot, a lot of a uh, lot of rigging, a lot of energy, and uh, that's one of my uh, things that I handle. And um, Jim has me doing other various things for him because. Needless to say, his schedule's so busy. Well, you got 4,700 members, man. We, we I keep mean, them busy, Jim. Yeah, we yeah. keep them busy. Well, I know. I mean, and, and um, you know, every one of our unions is 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 built on, on an apprentice program. And um, it's great to have Pete Klein here. And, you know, your program is second to none. Uh, Pete, tell us just a, a basic overview. We're going to get into some details. But, um, you know, a little bit about the about the apprentice program here. Well, we, we have two distinct programs. Uh, one is the building trades program. Um, the other is the MESS program. So the building trades are the guys that build the building. Say using the Comcast Tower as an example, uh, they'll go in, they'll set all the equipment, run all the piping. Um, and now that Comcast is up and running, we have our MES guys. They'll be the guys that do the service, preventive maintenance type activities in those buildings. Um, and, and that's essentially the two, two ways that uh, we train. Uh, we leave a, an applicant. Choice is up to him. If he comes to our application window, which apprenticeship do you want? He can apply to both, interview for both, and then, you know, there's decision time. But um, yeah, well, Here's my question. answer on that one. Which one am I working more? That's it. Just put me right there. Uh, <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm, I, you know, and, and, but that's, that's, a, yeah. that's an, an, an awesome it's, thing. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into the, to, to the diversity of, okay. of, of Jim Gallagher, let me, let me ask you real quick before we go to our first uh, commercial break. Just in the space that you're overseeing and that you're managing on a, uh, on a daily basis, it sounds like you're busier today than you've ever been. Is that accurate or in terms of in energy and in terms of some of the areas that you're focused on that was true uh unfortunately and one of the areas as you're well aware of uh, uh pes refinery yeah. that closed and uh, that put a, a big hurt on a lot of our work in the energy world so uh that being down and uh now with the COVID situation a lot of refineries, uh, like the Monroe Refinery, uh, they're big and uh, they're owned by Delta Airlines, and they're big on jet fuel, making jet fuel. So with people not flying, they've slowed down. So uh, that world got a little slow. Now Marcus Hook, the refinery, the pipeline. We're waiting on pipelines to be finished, so uh, we can. They've done a tremendous amount of work down there over the last five years, and they have a lot of work planned in the future. It's just a matter of when these pipelines get finished and uh, we can really go strong because they want to they spend billions of dollars down there employed thousands of tradesmen i know jay doc we we made a strong oh, yeah. effort on the on as as good of an jimmy snell was on up. one of those shows yeah, yeah. one of those shows yeah. with it with you know with, it's on it's, with, a, with it's, it's unimaginable jim you were you were part of those programs have you ever seen anything like it to this day the pes refinery they it, it was just didn't make sense uh, yeah, uh, to, to your point, it didn't make sense, right? It, it didn't. I mean, look, uh, that, that refinery could have continued running, okay? It, a lot of people think the refinery blew up. No, no. One unit. One unit blew up. So, you know, the, the, the thing that was definitely uh, disheartening uh, through that whole process, right, um, you know, we're fighting tooth and nail, you know, the building trades, John Doherty, you know, leading the charge. We couple couple trips down to the White House and 
I mean, we're, we're fighting for our, our, our lives here, you know, our families' lives, trying to keep food on their tables, you know. Um, but the thing that was definitely disheartening is uh, seeing uh, what I thought were friends of ours in the political world. Right, you know, uh, silent. Silent and, you know, calling for the closure of the refinery. That was uh, Well, you know, you know, and when you say tough. that, it was tough. And, and and you know I know I know we're we, we, we want to get, go to a break or finish your thought yeah well what, what was tough about it was a it didn't make sense like Jimmy said there was thirty three units yeah thirty two of them were operating one was down okay uh, and and let's be real they sold it for twenty five million dollars less than the the second bidder so 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 the the second highest bid it went to the lowest bidder. The lowest bidder. Then they took it down another third. Right. So it was a big environmental type situation. Now we're giving up our our you know we you know we, we finally control our own uh, our destiny when it comes to energy, and we're half giving it up. I mean, there's so much to talk about on that. We'll get to all of it and continue the dialogue on the other side of the break. Uh, Jim Snell, Jim Gallagher, Pete Klein with us as we come to Steamfitters Local 420. This is the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ, District 1201. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And we're back here live on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Our number one, Jay Doc, of the Labor Show. Good conversation uh, already in play and a lot more to cover. Uh, absolutely. And we're talking about energy and we were talking about the P- PES refinery and how much that didn't make sense. And and just so our, you know, we talked about it with the, with the boilermakers and John Bland and, and the whole crew last week. Um, but it, not only didn't it make sense, this isn't, a, a, you know, a bunch of union guys trying to just hoard our work. It didn't make sense from an environmental standpoint. It didn't make an, a, a sense from an economical standpoint, from a job standpoint. It, it just didn't make sense. And now we're, now we're, you know, we're, we're resorting uh, again to going overseas and having our, our, our energy pumped in. Jim Snell, um, also there was a lot of people you mentioned in the last segment um, that, that turned their back on us. Let's elaborate a little bit, or at least we're silent during this process. Uh, yeah, Joe, um, you know, we're not going to mention names, but I, I have the list right here in my head. Okay? You, and, you and, and about 20 other sure, labor leaders. Right? Sure, but the thing, you know, the thing that is so bothersome, right, uh, uh, many uh, of those groups that were trying to keep that refinery shut down and, and succeeded. Succeeded. They're, they're now, they're now turning their attention and, and have turned their attention over the last many uh, months over to the pipelines, the Mariner East pipelines, uh, trying to get them shut down, okay, which is just – just uh it's unfathomable right a lot of times these people these uh these crazies that i call i'll I'll be honest they're 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 crazies um what i don't understand you know these are these are uh jobs that that are going to put thousands of people to work for a long time downstream once these pipelines are installed okay at that marcus hook facility i mean here we are during these covid times you know, 40 million people out of work, right? People suffering. And, and this group, certain politicians, they want to see this pipeline 
be shut down. They're job killers, these people, is the way I look at yeah, it. Yeah, but you know what's, what's, not, what's confusing about it is it's not for a good reason. We're not people, even with the PES refinery, you guys as, as labor leaders care about the environment. This isn't, let's get, you know, let's, it, in spite of the environment, we just want to put our men to work. It doesn't make sense. Joe, Joe be honest with you, I'm probably one of a, just a few in my local union who does not hunt or, or fish. I mean, yeah, we, we love the environment. We, sure. We're all about the environment. If we're not hunting or fishing, we're out playing with our kids, playing football, playing baseball, having to catch with the kids. Sure. I mean, we're all about it, okay? There's a way to, to do this work in, in a safe environment, okay? Um, what we have come to find out with this uh, crazy group, uh, you know, no matter how much you make sense, they just they don't want to be bothered. I mean, and to be quite honest with you, Joe, many of them are just flat out hypocrites. They, right? They don't they don't really know. They they don't have the fact. We talked about the so called green energy, right? Yeah. And we talked about it last week. I mean, look the solar panels. What happens to them? You know, when 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 you're done with them, they're, they're, right. that isn't clean energy. No, absolutely. What, what happens with the windmills when there's no wind? Right. Well, you know, I mean, all those Jim, like Jimmy's saying about the the pipelines. Natural gas is proven to be so much cleaner. The footprint. To give you an example, down Kimberly Clark, they had a coal-fired powerhouse that has since been knocked down. They went to a cogeneration facility, which is uh, fueled by natural gas. That employed over a hundred tradesmen to build. They're still down there working. They stayed in this area. They converted to natural gas. Natural gas is a bridge to clean energy. It really is, and it employs thousands of people. And this is our point to a lot of the environmentalists. This is a bridge, and it, the employment situation, just down at Marcus Hook, for example, energy transfer, when that facility closed in 2011, everybody was beside themselves. You see people depressed. I mean, grown men and women losing their jobs. How am I going to feed my family? What am I going to do? And this idea came in for petrochemical natural gas, and it just took off. Then you saw happiness in everybody's face because you saw a community wiped out. That's right. close to where I live, not far from that community. And you saw a rise in drug problems, sure. alcohol, family abuse, because people are depressed, wondering where their income's coming from. Crime goes up. Now, all of a sudden, all these jobs come. There was 2,200 construction people on that site when it was being built. They want to continue to do more projects like that. This is our point. Natural gas, so much cleaner. The foot, carbon footprint, uh, just Kimberly Clark alone, is 75% cleaner right now by just going to natural gas, going away with the coal. So it's very clean, and it's proven clean. And it's a, like I said, it's a bridge in the right area to, for a and, clean and environment. We understand which way the world is headed, okay? We, we, we get that, the renewable world. Whenever that's going to happen, 2030, 2040, between now and then, like Jim said, natural gas is the bridge to get us to that point. And, and look, we know, I mean, you know, coal was, was, is dirty, was dirty, right? Just by going to natural gas, switching over to natural gas, the emissions in this state is so much cleaner now. It's, it, it's you know, and a lot of people don't even understand that. And, you know, to Jim's point of uh, what happened down in, in the town of Marcus Hook, all those mom-and-pop shops, the pizza shops, the diners, I mean, 
it just shut down when that refinery shut down a few years ago. But then to see them all come back to life, tax revenue is another big one, right, for the school districts in that area, right? Sure. And, and these job killers, these crazies, you know. Some of them, by the way, don't even live anywhere near the location. Oh, no. no. They're being bussed in. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's ridiculous um, because you, you're talking about losing the tax dollars, right? Where are they when, 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 we're, when we're talking about, uh, you know, a, a deficit in our, in our tax dollars and, and programs that can't be funded? Uh, we're, we're now shipping in, uh, you know, fossil fuels from, from overseas. Pete? And just speaking on a safety aspect, um, there is no safer way to transport a liquid or a gas than through a pipeline. No safer way. Manhattan Institute, a liberal think tank, has done studies on it, and that's their conclusion, right? It, it, it's not a reinvention of the wheel. The weldment that our members make, right, is stronger than the actual pipe wall when they're finished. So it, it's, it's the safest way to transport liquids and gases. Pete, I mean, uh, Jim Snell, who's behind this? Who do, who do you think is behind this? I mean, to well, me. Look, I, I mean, look. Let's. I mean, I don't. I don't mean just in my opinion, environmentalists mm-hmm. that 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 are that are not being presented or not presenting all the facts, and 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 you know, they're you know they're just you know out there not not pushing the whole story. But I'm talking about behind them. There's got to be billionaires that want to that want to fund these windmills and stuff like that that when there's no wind and it's the middle of the summer there's of, no air conditioning i just happened to mention to someone recently this week as a matter of fact speaking of windmills that uh the coke brothers are are heavily invested in the business in the, in the windmill business. what a coincidence a lot of people don't realize that you know when they coke brother you you know you think oil right right but, but you know look like like i said earlier we see you know come on we see which way the world's going okay we get it and listen we're not against renewable. If there's pipe involved, we're, hey, we're okay with it. We're going to install that pipe. The hydrogen plays a big part in the renewable world, all right? We're, we're good with that. But between now and whenever that day comes, 20, 30 years from now, natural gas is the bridge. And listen, to be honest with you, I want it, I want it known. Our governor understands it. He gets it. And thank God for him being at the forefront, you know, uh, keeping these pipelines alive. Now, there's a lot of people in his own party that have uh, really given him a hard time, really, really been nasty towards him. He's a businessman. He gets it. He sees what's downstream. Thousands of jobs, revenue, tax revenue. Okay. I mean, and, that's, and let's also talk about, uh, you know, how many products. You talk about fossil fuels and crude. You, you know, uh, 6,000 products. So I tell a quick uh, tell a quick story. Uh, a couple couple of the politicians out in the Chester County area, some of our uh, uh, I, I lo- use this term loosely, or some of our friends. Huh. I got talking to one or two of them, and uh, you know, and they, and they had some kids, and we just got talking about uh, the COVID situation of late. And I said, uh, you know, like, if you're like if you're like my wife, you probably have that hand sanitizer in every room in the house, making sure your kids are wiping their hands. And if you were lucky to get Lysol, you're probably spraying that all over the place. Uh, and these couple of these politicians said to me, oh, yes, yes, I have kids. Oh, yeah. Make sure their hands are washed and the sanitizer and yeah. Lysol. I mean, it's you know, it's COVID times. Right. I said, uh, you have any idea what that is actually made out of? And, and naturally, they they don't. I said, you look at this at this uh, hand sanitizer. There's an ingredient, isopropyl alcohol. It's a derivative of propane, which comes from the fossil fuel family. 
Lysol. Take a look at the bottom. About 50-60% of what Lysol is made out of is ethane, okay, fossil fuel. So they just kind of look at me when I explain that. Because they really don't know. They don't know, and that's just, you know, they're using that on their children, okay? So Yeah, I mean, and no question about it. And, and, and you know, when, when, when we had our conversation, we've been talking about this. Joe Krause, I mean, we were in, in it, uh, you know, talking. We had, there's so many shows on, on the PES refinery. Um, just when we become self-sufficient, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it, it just doesn't make sense. Um, Jim Gallagher, let's talk about the men and the women, uh, you, know, you know, who the members of this local are. What are they saying? In other words, you know, I, I, our labor leaders are fighting tooth and nail. And in some cases, Jimmy Snell, you got to just be shaking your head like we all were with PES. What are, what are the members, what are their sentiments? Well, it's just so disheartening to them. I mean, the, the refinery was roughly about 25% of what we call our man hours. You're, you know, from yeah, your man course. hours. So when you, on the average, just any given day, we would have 100 members working in PES just doing maintenance. Sure. That's just our local. And when we have what they call turnaround shutdowns, you would go up to three, 400 fitters for these six weeks out, sure. make, make some overtime. And when you lose that, now you got to try and find a spot where you're going to make them hours up. Sure. So you have a new company coming in, buying a facility. So you're hoping what type of man hours can we get out of that now? Sure. Because to make up 300,000 man hours a year is really hard to do when you're just building warehouses. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, now, that's why uh, when you fight for the refinery down at Marcus Hook, well, it's a petrochemical plant now. It used to be a refinery. That's so important. Now, jobs have slowed down there because of all the shutdowns on the pipeline and some of the jobs that were supposed to start a year and a half ago. It's frustrating when, as an agent when you're telling a member, yeah, this job's going to start at such and such a date. Then you get hit with this yeah. deadline. Stop. Six months later. It's, it's like right. you don't have an answer for them. Right. They're desperate for a job. You think you're putting them to work, so you feel horrible as a leader when you're told something, and then right. you get hit with something that you're unprepared for, unaware of, and it's just it's just so disheartening right. especially to the members, when, especially and, when it doesn't and make the leaders. Sense. Right, and when it doesn't make sense. This is the Labor Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, a one-hour special from the Steamfitters Local Union 420 um, facility. We're glad to be here live on a Saturday night. Jay Doc, hour number one of two. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of the Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steamfitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here live on Saturday night, it's the Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, hour number one of two. Uh, Jay Doc quickly becoming our best hour of the two hours now sure. that we're now that we're going out or now that we're going every week sure. uh, two hours instead of one. Uh, nice to be here tonight and uh, a good hour lined up in hour number two as well. Yeah, absolutely, and, and you know I, I do want to thank uh, uh, Jim Snell and 
Jim Gallagher and Pete Klein for the hospitality. We are live here at uh, Steamfitters Local 420, and so we really appreciate it. And and uh, and you showed up early for the broadcast today, which is an unusual. I did. He knew we were giving away food. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Jimmy we told me pizza, about the pizza. Right? It's very unusual for J Doc to be out to be set up and ready to go an hour before we hold come on. on. We, we could do a shout out. What what pizza do we? Well, look, I got to admit, I'm a Pekas guy. I'm a Delaware County guy. Pekas all day long, okay? okay. But a, a close second, Santucci's right down the street. Right. They do a great so job. So I knew we were having pizza, Krause, and I also know my wife is, is, is in an affair right now, so she's not listening. Um, and so I can say it. That pizza was good. I get here early any day. Plus, I didn't want you to eat it all for me. You know what I mean? Having said that... Um, you know, we're we're going to talk about the apprentice program, and it, like we we, we uh, we're going to elaborate further on it because it's an amazing apprentice program, and also these job issues are putting, like you said, Jim uh, Jim Gallagher, um, it's it, you know the, 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 these issues with the with the with the pipeline and 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 the, re, and the refinery puts apprentices out of work also. Oh, absolutely, um, and we. Roughly, I think, Pete, we have like uh, 50, 50 some apprentices yeah, out. Yeah, 50, 52 currently, yeah. So normally, I mean, when you have, you know, all the work behind the refineries, you have, a, you know, a lot of apprentices you need down there. And they take in their, uh, extra apprentices down there for us for even fire watch training. They, so uh, the customer was always great letting bring extra By the way, when in. I was an iron worker, that was my specialty, <laughs> the fire watch. I was better than anybody. <laughs> but that's not important right now. Um, but, no, I get it. And, and, and um Pete, this is your, you know your area of expertise, and um, I want to elaborate further into the apprentice program because, and Jimmy, uh, you know we talked also Jimmy Snell about our apprentice programs being the heart's blood. It's where people learn their unionism. Okay, it's where they understand that they didn't, they weren't born on third base, and people lived, died, and blood, sweat, and tears to get where we're at, and this was built over years and years. Um, Pete. Let's elaborate further on the value of an apprentice the, the, uh, program and what, you know, the course loads. Like, what did, it, what did they learn at these, uh, at, at, at the classes? Because it's really diverse. And sure. it's a, how many year program is it? It's a five-year program. Yeah, wow. Both our programs, both the MES and the building trades are five-year programs. But uh, apprenticeships have been around for 4,000 years. There's proof right there that it works. It's time tested. Believe me, Krauss went to the first one. So <laughs> time I'm tested. Sure of that. And we we go. You know, we'll hit high schools. We'll hit uh, Votex. We hit uh, small community colleges on recruitment. This is pre-COVID now, uh, where we'd go in person and 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 talk. And one of the biggest selling points that we would use was um, one of our MES students um, spoke to our MES uh, director. Says. This apprenticeship, my choice of getting in this apprenticeship, is it's the half a million dollar question. Do I want to potentially go in debt close to $250,000 over five years, give or take, for that degree? Or do I want to make $250,000 in an apprenticeship and have a trade for the rest of my life? Right Now that we got accredited, he says, now I have an associate's degree. Now I'm going to pay for two years of college um, to get my bachelor's. It says I'm way ahead. And it was a non I just I just really feel it's like incredible. I just really feel that people outside of the union community don't fully understand 
the depth or the value, yeah, Pete, of, of, of that statement. Well, well make Until, them understand this, though, Jimmy Snow. I, Who pays for this? Well, that's what I was yeah. just going to say. Right. It, it's it's the men and women of Steamfitters Local 420, yeah. okay? Yeah. It's not a government subsidy. It's not a government subsidy, not at all, right? It's the men and women who contribute into a fund that pays for these uh, apprentices to, to go through a five-year apprenticeship, okay? I mean, that's the thing, right? They, they're they getting a free education, all right? And then they're walking out of there, you know, uh, with and, a degree. And, and accredited, Pete, meaning and, yes. that at the end of five years, you're degreed. Well, you – we do not teach the five soft courses okay. necessary for that associate's degree. Right. We chose another path. DC 21 led the, led the way on this accreditation with the Council on Occupational Education. Local 98 came in on it. We came in on it. Mm -hmm. They took another path than us. We collaborated with our United Association. They used our curriculum and tied in with a school in uh, Michigan, Central Michigan, and, and right outside Ann Arbor, Washington Community College, where it's five soft courses in order to earn your degree with our curriculum under your belt as a graduate. And then that's passed on even if you graduated from our apprenticeship, you know, 25 years ago. What you is, can still get Let's that talk about degree. the curriculum. Let's talk about, you know, what people, what, you know, what, the, what, what, what your apprentices learn, man, because it's heavy. Yeah, what they learn, it, it's, it's, in the beginning, it's basic construction math, um, you know, Fractions, a lot of fractions, multiplication, division of fractions. Um, then we get into the heavy trigonometry. Um, when you're looking at a pipeline, if you walk into any building, there's a lot of angles there. You know, uh, not all of them are a 90 or a 45 degree angle where it's it's relatively simple. We get into a lot of odd angle stuff, which is you know high level trigonometry. So when we're um, testing and interviewing kids we look at their high school transcripts and um, we know that if, if they have a good mathematics background they have a good physics background um, they'll they'll do well in our program those who don't have that background coming to us Might they're, they're not they're not going to do well yeah they're not going to not going to do well at it at all but it, it is a, a heavy dose of math a heavy dose of science and understand something joe i mean it like pete said it not everybody it's not for everybody, right? We owe it to our contractors sure, and our end users, oh, yeah. like Children's Hospital, University of Penn, Limerick. They're paying a lot of money. Oh, they're yeah. paying a lot of money for our services. Yeah. So, you know, we want to give them the best possible apprentice that we can give them. And, you know, one thing Pete's not going to tell you, and I'm going to, I'm going to let everybody know, he, he is the one, Pete Klein is the one who brought the accreditation to this facility. We were the first UA local, United Association, right, consists of, under that umbrella, steam fitters, uh, sprinkler fitters, and plumbers. We were the first UA local that had an accredita accredited apprenticeship. Uh, Pete, I mean, that says it all. And, and, and one of the things that this adds up to, and I love it, is when, when this is what, what our union community does. So picture this. You have a job. Uh, somebody gets sick, you can then call the union hall because you know everybody goes through the five-year program and get a qualified steam fitter. Absolutely, just as qualified as the great you know worker that you just had that may you know be out for a couple weeks. You, you it, I mean, that's got to be a big, big. Yeah, know, I mean, look, it, it, you know. You can get a phone call. You need a you need an orbital welder. Odds are we got one for you. You know you can go to a, bre a brewery. He's got welding to do there. Might get a call for somebody. We need somebody to do 
uh, run a med gas system, you know, uh, in, in, down uh, Children's Hospital. We can we can give you what you're what the contractor is asking for. Yeah, and and their education doesn't stop after five years, right? We have continuing education here for our journeymen, where they come in and they get CAD design, where they can be that man in the field sketching up a project, and then going back putting on a CAD program. We have industrial instrumentation at night. We have numerous welding certifications, over 100 different welding certifications that our members can attain. Um, we have planning, scheduling, uh, those type of classes. So when an employer for, calls, they're getting an incredibly skilled craftsman. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They better. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, right. and, and they do. Yeah. You know, and they yeah. do. I, I mean, in simple terms, I don't know any other companies that give you a five-year education program when they hire you and, and make you that much better and th that much more educated and that much more qualified in five years. I don't yeah, know. And, I, and, I, and I, I, I don't know. I can't name one. And like yeah. Jimmy Snell said, um, you know, it's completely paid for by the membership here. So in other words, you're getting an education. Uh, you're making money while you're getting that education. And you're getting a degree in the process. Those uh, our members out in the field, uh, they take great pride in keeping this training facility the top-notch facility that it is. Yeah. And, and, and it really doesn't matter, you know, what you ask them to pay into that training fund. I mean, to be quite honest with you, they have uh, such high regard for our instructors and that program. They want to see that thing continue to be the tops in the U.A. And And, and – and Jim, and I'll ask Jim Gallagher, uh, this has to be our, our and I say our because this is our advantage over non-union. You know, it, it, a non-union company might have a cracker jack or two. They lose that one or two guys. Now, you, you know, you, you don't have the, the uh, wealth of, of, of talent or education um, you know, on a, on a non-union job that's even close to a union job. And, and I'll champion that, you know, eight days a week. Absolutely. If you're, if you're a company looking to come in, just say the Philadelphia area, you're looking for a workforce. Well, the, the building trades itself, you have all this talent that's already all skilled, trained. So as an end user, as Jimmy was saying, you have to go, I can get a workforce like that. They're, they're, they're trained. they got a five-year apprenticeship. They're Cracker Jacks at each craft that they do. In our case, obviously, steam fitters. We're proud of that. So that is second to none because when you're trying to recruit, off the street, you have no idea what. Well, what did you do before? You're oh, interviewing yeah. all these people, Absolutely. and you hear about that the tax or the government wants to give money to start apprenticeship programs. Crazy. We already have them, and it doesn't cost the taxpayer anything. The membership is paying out of their own pocket. I think it's everything like it. It is. I mean, I think it stops you in your tracks when you when you if you stop to think about it. It's just an amazing thing that I don't think the public gets. I don't think and, they and understand it. And the thing that's kind of neat is uh, within this country there are 16 accredited uh, apprentice training programs, and uh, it was four. Uh, and now I'm being told a few days ago it's five. Five of those 16 are, are in the city of Philadelphia, right? I believe it, and, and it's pretty cool. To us, local 98, mm -hmm. DC 21. Uh, insulators. Uh, insulators. And now, from what I understand. She met a local 19. She met a local 19. Congratulations. So, I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's, a, that's a cool thing. You can know? can I say one thing and Pete can attest to this? I mean, a lot of the applicants over the last 
five years, oh. a lot are college graduates. Oh. Yeah, we, we get we're getting a lot of college I, graduates. And that tells you something. Yeah. You went to college, and and then you want to get your apprenticeship. But a lot of them, and, and by the way, um, you know that's always been the American dream, and 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 rightfully so. But not everybody. Uh, there's been TED talks on this. Not everybody has the aptitude, or you That's know, they right. they teach colleges often. They teach a uh, you know college professors sort of uh, curriculum, and not everybody learns that way. Some yeah. or some people are artistic, and others yep. sh- you know are, are more apt to, to the trade. So yeah. that's what Pete, it's about. you lost me when you said math. Yeah, <laughs> trigonometry. That was yeah. Trig J Doc was gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was a wait, did they did they teach trig at Roman? He was a Roman guy. Oh, no, oh, no, I, I had whoa, to whoa, get whoa. that in there. They tri- they <laughs> you know what? On that no, on that note, Jay Doc, hold it. We got to get to the break. On that note, we'll let that stick. Uh, this is the Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of the Labor Show are sponsored by IATSE Local Eight, District Eleven Ninety Nine C, and News Guild Ten. On the Labor Show here on a Saturday night, our final segment. We're broadcasting with the Steamfitters Local Union 420 as we come to you uh, hour number one of two, and we'll set the stage before uh, we get into the final segment, Jay Doc. Uh, the trophy uh, still in front of you yeah. uh, and still far enough, close enough, oh, yeah. but far enough for yeah, you that you is. can't reach it. Uh, yeah. Get into the When segment, I heard them please. talking about that apprentice school stuff and the trigonometry, I know they're also making you run from home plate to second base. <laughs> they got minor leaguers that, that can't make the, the, the steam fitters team. But that's another, That's not important right now. Having said that, um, just kidding, people. Um, having said that, though, Jimmy, um, your contractors are a big part of Without contractors, we don't have, you know, there's no. Yeah, 100 per, 100%, Joe. Um, my predecessor, Anthony Gallagher, instilled in our membership, you know, six, seven years ago that, you know, it, it's not an us versus them. Not at all. It, this is a partnership, okay? And we make this simple analogy. We, we want our contractors, we want our owners to, you know, have sure houses and drive, drive their, their fancy cars. Because it's simple. The way we, we view it, if they're doing good, we're doing good. Okay, you know, I mean, we, we kind of joke around when we use that analogy, but th- it's really what it comes down to. And we really do have a great relationship. I feel we do. Um, and I believe I believe they do also. I mean, look, it's like any relationship. You know, you get your bumps here. It's give and take. But, but guess what? Yeah. They're union contractors. One hundred percent. And we appreciate it. And them. here's something that, you know, uh, you know, when you're out in the field, you really don't you don't think of this. But being in these positions, we see it quite often. Our contractors, and, and many of them are graduates of the apprenticeship, by the way. Sure. They're 420 members. I mean, they are putting their necks out on the line. I mean, they really are, okay? And, and it's hard when, when a customer isn't paying them. 90 days go by, 120 days. I mean, you know, that's hard, okay? And, and the, the actual member doesn't really see that. They don't. doesn't know that, okay? We know it. I mean, I know a couple of contractors that have remortgaged their homes, okay, That's just incredible. so they can pay the benefits here. And by the okay. way, non-union contractors often don't have to do that. The commitment to union, that's that's the commitment they make, and, 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 and it's so well said. Guys, want to want to talk a little bit real quickly about, uh, you know, the charitable endeavors that you guys will never talk about because, you know, it's not what we do in labor, but um, you guys support. So, you know, a, 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 a charitable endeavor. It, it's veterans and piping. Talk about that. Oh, gosh, sure. Yeah, I believe, I, 
I believe we have around around ten uh, facilities throughout the country. There's there's nine right now. Nine right now more. working on more. Okay, uh, it's for our veterans. All right, on on these various uh, uh, bases. Okay, if they want to have a a uh, uh, they want to become a UA member. They can go into these uh, VIP veteran and piping programs on these certain bases throughout the country. They're twelve week uh, accelerated programs. Okay, and once they pass uh, or finish that that twelve week uh, tour, um, they can pick uh, which local union they would like to to come into. Sure. Okay. One so, important thing is that Jimmy might have forgot to say is again that's paid by the membership oh yeah 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 i mean but i mean it's just yeah. our way it's Amazing. the ua's way of giving back you know everything that a that a uh a military uh man or woman does you know that's the least we can do to help them pete got a well and back. locally we have we we have helmets to hard hats locally, yeah. which we have a real good relationship with them as well. They send kids our way. Um, and, we're, you know, in, in an interview, you have a, a guy in front of you that just got out of the military, um, has the credentials to get in. Um, it's the least we can do to try to help that man start his career. Well, I want to I want to I want to close the way I opened and I want to say the way I the way I did with Anthony Gallagher when I met him. Nope. And I'll say this, you know, who I'm talking about. Um, Jim Snell's <laughs> predecessor, your little brother. Um, no, but the future of labor is in great hands with Jim Snell, uh, who's the business manager here at Local 420. Your predecessor, uh, my good friend Anthony Gallagher. Of course, Jim Gallagher and, and Pete Klein. Let me tell you something, guys. Uh, I thank you so much for what you do. You're a great representation. I know John Doherty. I was uh, just going to say, Joe, I mean, you know, here I'm the young guy, you know, in, in that whole uh, uh, group of business managers and to – I mean, to be able to sit in a room and just sit back and, and watch and learn from people like John Doherty, okay, sure. the Wayne Millers of the world, you know, uh, Joe Ashdale. I mean, I'm a Sam Staten. Sam Staten. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fortunate guy. I really am. And, you know, speaking of being fortunate, just the fact that I'm able to represent, you know, these men and women in my local union, you know, who, who they make my job easy. They really do. Okay. Sure. And, and the instructors and, and, and the agents. And, and that's the truth. You know, our members get it. Right. They're, they're very professional. They know they got to get up in the morning, go to work. They give the contractor good eight hours. They're eight for eight, baby. Eight for eight, right? And and they're in it to make money for themselves and provide for their families and provide for the con you know, money, make money for the contractor and make money for this local union. And you know, it, when they do that, they make my life a whole lot easier, and I appreciate it. Absolutely, great stuff, great show, good one hour. Hope everybody got a good taste or a good sample. Uh, of what it means to be a member of the Steamfitters Local Union uh, 420. Pete, well done uh, by you. Great program uh, that you're doing there. Uh, appreciate it uh, very, very much, Jimmy. Nice uh, job by you uh, as you continue to fight uh, the fight. And Jimmy Snell, well done um, by you. Thanks for hosting us here. J-Doc, uh, I'm sorry you'll never get to that elusive trophy, <laughs> uh, but I am glad that uh, it, it might was be here. missing, though. You better... and, and listen, one other quick thing before we go. A, a, a belated congratulations to you too on Thank your new you. format okay Thank this you. is uh it's a big deal and you know well, labor, it, labor has a platform not just for one hour anymore now two hours it's a big deal jimmy we appreciate yeah. that all right great stuff thanks everybody for tuning in to the labor show uh with king of the hill jay doc <laughs> i'm joe kraus we'll see you on the other side of seven
portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communication Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management.